irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Yes, Midnight Storm. New last year, bred 125 mares. We want more this year. Call Travis White at TaylorMade, my very good friend, 859-396-3508. That's a sell. Bug him anytime if you want to book your mare. To the great Midnight Storm. I'm Billy Koch. You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Normally at this time, I have Michelle Yu next to me, and I know many of you in the audience listening love Michelle Yu. We all do, but she couldn't make it today. So instead, we have a very special guest with me. We have Hannah Matheson. Did I say that right? Yep. Hannah All Matheson, right. Uh, who is an owner, uh, extraordinaire, bloodstock agent, getting ready to kind of go on her own. And we're going to hear all about her journey. Her father, Mark, owns many horses, including... Fatal Beret. Fatal Beret, winner, winner of the grade one Del Mar Oaks. Mm-hmm. Mother, mother, who's going to run in the debutante next weekend. Who else? Um, we got some horses with West Point. Um, we bought some yearlings this year. We're working up. I think we have about 24 horses now. 24 horses. Yes. So Hannah and I are going to discuss where she came from, her history. You're going to get to know her. She's one of the bright, new, young, shining stars of the game. But before that, we always do a little race recap. I've explained yes. this to Hannah because everybody wants to know. what We had a massive weekend at Saratoga last weekend and at Del Mar. So yes. we're just going to go through these races, and then you tell me kind of a little bit of your thoughts. The uh, Grade 1 Travers will start there. An incredible performance by Catholic Boys, owned by Robert LaPenta, Saul Cuman, Sienna Farm, Twin Creek Racing Stables, trained by Jonathan Thomas, ridden by Javier Castellano. That was his sixth Travers win. What a crazy race. Yes. Hannah. Huge. I heard that Catholic boy one is the third horse ever to win a grade one on dirt and turf as a three-year-old. I mean, see, do you see people why I brought her in here? <laughs> Gr- for third horse ever? Third horse ever. To win a great, who are the other two? Secretariat and California Chrome. Wow. Incredible. Not bad company. Not bad, bad company, company to keep at all. And yes. Catholic boy, by the way, who is like Michelle Yu's favorite race really? horse. So she's so bummed she can't <laughs> be here today. She loves Catholic boy. She picked him on the air. Um, a good performance by Mendelssohn, finishing second. And yeah. then kind of lackluster good magic. Did you hear any excuses yeah. for good magic? Or? No excuses. Just wasn't just his day, that. Wasn't his yeah. day. Well, nonetheless, Catholic boy is going to be heard from on dirt. I, I heard they might prep him on turf. For the Breeders' Cup Classic, possibly. Really? Yeah. I just, yeah, just reading and rumor. you have a horse that versatile, you can kind of do what you want. <laughs> it's nice to have that. And, 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 it's and rare. It's really, and listen, nowadays, I think turf horses are coming back. I think mm-hmm. they're coming back into, because it's so hard, as you know, and we'll talk about that. If you look at what's happening out here in the summer, I mean, Bob Baffert's won, what, eight, eight two-year-old, eight. Eight, 
eight for eight in two year old uh, races. So how do you go to a sale and buy a two year old dirt horse? Yeah, male or female. Spend a million dollars. It gets really tough to e- compete with that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, grade one, Alan Jerkins was won by Promises Fulfilled for Robert Barron. Dale Roman's a trainer, Luis Sayez. Impressive performance. Super impressive. And this guy, he won a big race. I believe it was, uh, I want to say it was the Holy Bull, but I, I'm not sure. Before so. the Florida Derby. Then he didn't yeah. run well in the Florida Derby. Now he's come back. He's back. And that was a, an awesome uh, awesome race. So uh, congratulations to Mr. Barron and that team for mm-hmm. promises fulfilled. Grade one personal ensign went to Abel, Abel Tasman. Tasman. You know her very well. Love her. Uh, China Horse Club, Claire Sky Farms, who was also the breeder. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob Baffert and Mike Smith, they win some grade ones. But I'm going to talk, let's talk about this. Now, Elate, they had a big battle last <laughs> year with three-year-olds. There. Yeah, and I was watching. I didn't have a dog in the fight. Uh-huh. But I, I thought Personal Ensign came out and bumped the late pretty good. Abel Tasman. Uh, did I say Abel Tasman? What did I say? You said Personal Ensign. I'm sorry. That's okay. That was only that the rest. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abel Tasman, yes. She did. She gave her a good a good bump there. And she kind of turned sideways. You could yeah, even see Jose Ortiz kind of go sideways. And did you hear the whole crowd was booing them when they went in the winner's circle? What do you think about that? What would you, what would you have done if you were the stewards in that situation? Grade one. I mean, I don't know if she came out. I mean, she did kind of knock her off stride, so it kind of depends on what they're feeling that day. I guess they, you never really know what they're going to do. But I mean, Abel Tasman, I thought Elite had every chance to get past her in right. the stretch and she just didn't go by. I thought for sure when turning from home, Elite would go right by, but Abel just kept putting her head back in front. So she earned it. She's a beast. Beast. Congratulations beast. to the, that crew. Grade one ballerina goes to Marley's Freedom for mm-hmm. a uh, Bafford and Smith again. Crazy. Uh, Cicero Farms. This filly's just really come into her own lately, yeah. and she's unstoppable. She has to be the favorite for the Breeders' Cup filly mare sprint. I would think so. Ever since she got transferred to Baffert, she's, I think she's won multiple graded stakes races. So that was her first grade one win. You deal with Baffert. You've had, you have mm-hmm. a horse now, Mother Mother, that we're going to talk about. Yep. What, 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 listen, aside from that he knows how to win these grade ones. Like what makes him different? I think he's organization. Like when you go to the barn or if I'm like talking with him when he's watching races, he knows like exactly what's going on with every horse. Does that horse go to the gate? This one's with here. Like they all have headphones on. He's talking to the jockeys right after. And he tells them during their works, like, okay, keep him going, keep him going in the gallop out. So I think their horses, his horses are fit and everything is just like a well-oiled machine at the Baffert barn. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. The grade two ballast and spa goes to uh, Quadura for uh, Chad Brown. He wins some Classic. turf races uh, and Jose Ortiz owned by Peter Brand, who's had an unbelievable uh, Saratoga meet. She goes wire to wire there. The grade one Forgo goes to Whitmore. Again, Robert LaPenta. What a great weekend for him and mm-hmm. your buddy Saul Cuman. Yep. Uh, Ron Moquette, who's the trainer, also owns a piece of Whitmore. And it was that was an important race. I, I believe that was his first grade one. He's been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and now he finally gets the uh, that big win with Whitmore in a very impressive effort. And finally, the grade one sword dancer, who was Glorious Empire, Mawardarar for Matthew Shira, written by Julian Leperu and trained by... James Lawrence. Did you see that race? I did. Because that's a big race for us. Really? You know, well, because fashion business, we're going in the oh, yeah. Breeders' Cup turf, and that now so really these matters. horses, yeah, that we have to kind of gauge our competition. And he went wire to wire in a mile and a half race. Like you don't see that that no, often. No, that's not common. What happened? They just slowed it down and and just never came and got I him. Guess yeah. yeah. No, there's no one. No one come get him. Julian Leperu. Every once in a while, Crazy. he pulls that. He pulls that. Let's go. Let's shift. Scenes to Delmar. Delmar We're going to talk a little bit about the the Grade One Pat O'Brien, which was decimated Crazy. through scratches. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you that know, Ransom the Moon came out. I know, and Ransom the Moon comes out. Roy H comes out. Gosh. A bunch of others come out, and Catalina Cruiser, who has turned, he's unbeaten, 
for Costa Hronas and his brother, and, and 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 John Sadler, who's uh -huh. having this remarkable meet, and Drayden Dray Van Dyke, who's lead. I mean, this is like what a trio. <laughs> what a trio. I mean, and this horse is just has just blossomed, Hannah, yeah. and he's now he gets a free berth in the Breeders' Cup uh, Dirt Mile. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna beat him? No one. <laughs> no one's beating him. He's awesome. Me? Yeah, he can and win he, the classic, I think. But he's not going in the classic nope. because they have Accelerate. So why? <laughs> what a problem to have. What right? a problem to have. They have the favorite in the <laughs> Breeders' Cup Classic and the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. What a uh, congratulations Insane. to my guy Costa Hronas, who is one of the best in the business. Then you had the Grade Three Tory Pines. I'm gonna I'm gonna cover my paper. Guess what trainer and jockey won the Grade Three Tory Pines? Let's see. Probably John Sadler and Drain Bidek. You are correct with true royalty <laughs> for the Bachelor Family Trust and and another really good effort. I didn't see that coming. I had mm -hmm. liked this horse. Her whole life, I think I bet on this horse every single time, except, except Saturday. Except this time? Of course, where that's you get eight to So silly. I know. So anyway, okay, that's the race recap. That only took 10 minutes. That not bad. bad. That's no, quick. not bad at all. So <laughs> let's, let's find out about you. So yes. so you you have, were you in it as a little kid? Like, how did this no. obsession with horses, <laughs> because if you don't know, Hannah's here because she's about to go to the Barrett sale. Mm -hmm. She has her eye. She has a short list. We're going to talk about kind of her strategy in a minute. But how did how did you get fall in love with the sport so i played volleyball my whole life growing up athlete and lived by del mar forever so you know come casually came with my dad for like the morning breakfast and stuff but nothing really more than that and then um went to college for volleyball where'd you go cal poly san Luis Obispo. okay so you're not far good spot yeah not too far okay um and then i broke my foot the first like month of playing there just from overuse stress fracture and so I stopped playing volleyball for my first year and somehow kind of just fell into horse racing through that um, because we have a thoroughbred enterprise at Cal Poly. So we have horses on campus whoa, and everything. Whoa, whoa, stop. What does that mean? <laughs> so pretty much we have mares and foals, yearlings on campus. On, on campus. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Donated mares um, for the program and we used to have a racetrack on campus. Too, and what actually. do they do? Do you study them? Do you go and learn about confirmation? So, like what's the... All the above. Yeah. So we will help, like we'll have one day in the classroom learning about like the nutrition, confirmation, Going to the sales, what horse we should put in what sales, that kind of thing. And then um, a couple days, probably like four days a week, kind of a lot. We're out there with the horses, hot walking, feeding, grooming, bathing. So you actually took the, is it a class? Yeah, it's an enterprise, but yeah, you get credit for it. You get credit for it. Mm -hmm. And and is it, can you, is it a four year type program? You can do or it do you for just... however long you want. So it's quarter by quarter. So I did really? it for a full, my sophomore year. Wow. Yeah. And that kind of. Kind of just jump started it, you know. I, but was your dad into the races no. at that time? No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> this was like two years ago. Okay. This is two years ago. Now he owns 24 horses, and right. including grade one winners. That's cool. Yeah, that happens it to happened everybody. Quick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, then that summer, I came home here, and I just got, obviously, more, more and more involved, went to the races in the, or to the track in the morning, watched the works and stuff. And then we, my dad's on the program. There was the Red Owners Conference. I think you were speaking, yes. actually. Oh, yes. oh, at Santa Anita. No, here. Oh, here. Oh, is here? it the Red Owners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we went there and then um, he was like, oh, this, you get a backside tour. That'd be so cool. I've never been to the backside. So we went and met people from West Point Thoroughbreds. Great people. Yeah, great people. Yep. Ended up buying oh, 5% of a horse, which at the time we're like, oh, it's so much, so expensive. You know, we dip our toe in the water. Right. And um, But was, that's a great way to do right. it. And that's what we tell people all the time because you mm -hmm. didn't have the knowledge at that no. time to just Go jump buy in both horse. feet. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And this is like, you know, you professionals are picking out the horses for right. you. They are in charge of managing the horse and everything. So it was great entry into the sport. And then um, that was the yearling though. So he literally didn't start until I think the end of his three-year-old year. So got to keep ourselves busy. Right. That. And, and <laughs> let's stop there and talk about that because yeah. I think it's important to note, like your very first horse, you bought into a yearling yep. and that horse didn't run for 
like almost two like, years yeah, later. Literally. So you have to have a lot of patience. And we talk about oh, yeah. that in this game that you need to have patience. And <sighs> what were you doing during that time? You're like, when is this horse going to run? Right. And it was, my dad's like, oh, it'll be cool. I can watch it grow up, go to the farm, watch it get broken, which was cool to see the whole You did process. do that. Yeah. He's out in Temecula, which oh, was wow. nice. So we got to see his like first training steps. What's the just, horse's name? Do we know the horse? Mr. Twinnery. He is now a three-time, four-time winner. Yeah. Three, three in a row at Golden Gate. So he okay. found his friends up there. That's okay. Yeah. Look at her. Look at the lingo she uses. Found her <laughs> friends. She's been in the game for two years. That's, she knows more lingo than half of you. That's a Bob Baffert saying right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then my dad, like a couple of months later in our neighborhood, walking the dog, we had moved recently, meets these people and they're like, oh, we just go back from Kentucky. And he's like, you must like bourbon, horse racing or basketball, one of the three. They're like, yeah, we have a farm out there. Um, so he ended up in they own Hunt, Mike House. Is oh, insane. sure. I yeah. love Mike Hunt. He's been on our show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah great oh, We're guy. big fans of great Mike family, yeah. Hunt. And obviously he trains with Phil D'Amato, yes, who's Phil. one love of my main Phil. trainers. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, so got involved with that. And then my dad gets an email. Hey, we're bringing this horse over from France. Do you want in? And he's like, shoot, I feel like I can't say no. Cause like, this guy knows what he's doing. And <laughs> but like, when, he's, when you got that, did your dad come to you and yeah. say like, hey, look all this horse up. Did you do the research? And yes. all this, so you were like, we okay, dad, wait. Yeah. We're like, okay, we can like, obviously it's, it was more expensive than the West Point 5% of a sure. horse and whatnot. Because it was going to be maybe half. It was fifty percent. Yes, so that's kind of a big step. But he was like, "This guy knows what he's doing, and that's the great way to learn is get yourself surrounded with good people." Sure. So we find this horse, and that was probably in early or mid two thousand sixteen. Okay. He runs last weekend at Del Mar. It's like seventeen to one. Wins first time out. Who was it? Bar Hunt Four. Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually entered in twenty thousand dollars claim race at Saratoga today, but it's okay. okay. It's happening. You know, found his friends. Found his friends. Yep. But he won. (laughs) But he won first and that's, out at Del Mar. That's, that's impossible. Impossible. Like, yeah, that's like an impossible dream. You guys must oh, be yeah. going crazy. So, crazy. wait, our show's called The Horse Ownership Experience. So, tell <laughs> us about that experience. Like, were you were you nervous? Like, what were you I thinking that I was so day? nervous. Yeah, <laughs> so nervous. Our first horse ever. And, like, we're up in some box in, like, the corner of Del Mar, like, so far from the winner's circle. Thinking there's, we have no shot. We have all the family out there. And, and he's, like, the first turn, he's, like, 20 links back. Like, right. shoot, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. And uh, then he comes flying on the outside, runs them all down on the turf. It was the Who coolest was training? thing. Who was training? Who was training? Leonard Powell. Leonard Powell. Yeah, so that's how we got our start with Leonard. Right. Um, wait, wait, before you go on, yes. we need to know, because we talk about this with a lot of our guests, and since you're here live, I'd yes. like to know, and I know our audience wants to know, what kind of um, rooter are you? What kind of cheer? Are you a snapper? Are you a program slapper? Um, are you a screamer? I'm what? a snapper. Like, come on, come on. You're Okay, yeah. you're a, you're right here snapping. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't pick you for a snapper. What do you think? Oh, okay. What do I you? thought you were like a, maybe a hands up kind of person, like a, um, like a yeller, like, come on with the hands up. But volleyball... No. Yeah, because you do. You probably snap. Yeah, yeah, everything's down. OK, yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. OK, that's <laughs> great, though. That's so it was cool. awesome. Yeah. So that was our first. And after that, like you're hooked, you know, yes. so we kind of just kept meeting people and getting more involved. And then honestly, just kept kept, just growing, kept going and growing. There, and growing. Yeah. But now but now you are you're so involved that mm-hmm. you're going to go to the yearling sale and your, your father has said to you, hey, go look at horses. Mm-hmm. So tell us about like, tell us about what's happened the last couple of days and give our audience an idea. You've hooked up with Kim Lloyd, who's a, a great horseman. Yeah. And, and, and he look. walks around with you. And are you looking at pedigree? Are you looking at confirmation? Uh, boys or girls? What, <laughs> what is what is the Matheson? What is the Hannah Banana Matheson approach <laughs> this, to to horse sale? Right. Um. So for this one, we're kind of have a list for pinhooks and potential sale or, or racing horses. That we okay. Want. 
Um, Calbreds, this one's all Calbreds, which is nice because we don't really have any of those now. And there's so many like stakes races where like if we had a good Calbred, right. we could be winning so much money even if you're not that fast of a horse. And you boys the Baffert, the Hollendorfers. It pays to own a Calbred. It pays to be Calbred. That's there what they go. say. Yeah. So um, I prefer Phillies if I can. I just, we've because been more successful with Phillies. They have that residual value. There also. you go. They have the residual value. So it's something where, you know, if they turn out like they suck, at least they have, if they have some pedigree. <laughs> You still get something for him, you right, know. Right, if you have a colt right. that's not good at all, like and becomes, sorry, he's and a jumper. A gelding, yeah. And then he becomes a uh, yes, an off-track thoroughbred. Yes, okay, exactly. I got you. So Very at least cool. there's something there. So what 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 are you what are you looking for? You you pull out the horse. Uh-huh. Tell us about your process. And I know this is this is very secretive, but you know, <laughs> no, tell yeah. us about your process when the horse comes out and, and you see it for the first mm-hmm. time that you're like. Um, for sure, like some horses just catches your eye when they, right when they come out. They have that little spark, you know, where they're just want they demand your attention. They want right. you to look a at them. A presence. A presence about them. Yes. That's always good to see right when they come out of the stall. And then um as far as looking at them physically, big shoulder with a good 45 degree angle is really important for me. Deep heart girth. That's what Tall Beret has. That's I think right. her really good trait is that she just has such a deep heart girth and okay. got barrel. Um, good big hip, low hawks means more of a dirt horse, which I I like. I we have so many turf horses. Right. I want a couple want of good dirt, dirt horses. horses. Okay. Yeah. Now, where did you learn all this? Honestly, I mean, just I've met people along the way, and I just study this, and I watch confirmation videos on YouTube, and I that's, just that's awesome. I do the same. You know, I, we I tell love people it. to do the same thing. This is there is there is so much information out there, and what's mm-hmm. nice about the the horse racing community is that it seems, at least to me, people want to help you. Yes, You know, you sure. can ask questions. And that's why one of the reasons we started the show is to have a resource for people to come listen and, and, yeah. and learn. So I think it's really important. So what will be, is there, now, do you have a game plan? Now you have 24 horses. You started mm-hmm. two years ago with, with one. <laughs> yep. Um, now you have, a, is there, do you sit down with your father and go through the horses and talk about budgets and where we're at? Or is this really, truly a hobby? <laughs> no, it's definitely we're trying to run it. We want to be financially, you know, make it, you want it to be possible to keep going. So I think pin hooking there is a great way to make some of the money back. Um, and then it's the numbers game too. So having that many horses, some aren't going to be good. Some are going to get hurt, but then you have those couple of tall and mother mothers that kind of make it all worth it and pay for the other horses in the stable. So, um, right now, I mean, we're still so new in this. We've bought horses in huge range. We bought a $5,000 horse and mother, mother was 450. So right. huge range. We bought claimers. We've bought two year olds, yearlings. So kind of just seeing what we like, what works for us. We're like diversifying with our trainers and seeing where we're going to be the most successful. So is there, is there a, is there something that right now you're enjoying more than others? Like, are you enjoying the sale experience? Or are you enjoying the racing experience? Are you, the sale. What, I'm, you love I'm the, sale. the sale. Yeah. I you love, love picking them out, picking them out. And, mm-hmm. and the ones, how will you determine which ones are pin hooks and which ones you're going to keep to race? Um, right now they're, they're pretty separate. So the ones that more the racehorses would be horses that maybe don't have the pedigree or like not very flashy sires. You wouldn't think would have good resale value um, versus some of them that have that more pedigree power. I think those will be better or um, yeah, good colts or ones that we could sell back in Florida or send back there. So just little things like that. Keep them separate. Okay. That makes sense. That's that's a, I think everything you're doing, I think you're doing it the right way and you're the nice thing about Heather, uh, Heather, Hannah (laughs) is that she you know, she's still learning. And I think mm-hmm. you would admit, and this is what I say all the time. I learn every day. Oh yeah. For and sure. I think you're probably in the same boat, right? There's, you're going to, you're going to walk back to Baffert's barn after Breeze and he's going to say something and you're going to go, what? what? Right. <laughs> right. And it yeah. happens. 
Totally. And that's part of it. I mean, there's so much to this game and like literally two years ago, I didn't know what odds were. Like I <laughs> have no idea. So it's just, I've had like a steep learning curve, you know, but it's, it's so fun to bring my friends to the track. And I brought my grandpa to the sale yesterday and he was just fascinated. He's like, I had no idea that any of this goes on, right. which is, it's crazy. Cause I didn't either, you know, just like the general public doesn't really know that much about racing other than, Oh, they go in a circle. There's horses. People ask, you know, do they race three times a day? They right. have no idea. So right. It's, it is crazy. I mean, there's so much to know about the sport. What I'm going to ask you a, a tough question because okay. I've been giving you softballs. Yeah. Yeah. But you are 21, 21. You are into this. You, you come to the track and you see a bunch of people who are in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. How does our sport attract more people that are younger? Right. Right. No, I mean, that, yeah, I am right. How do we do it? I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, um, what do we do right now? Um, I'm vice president of Nexus Racing Club, and we're definitely trying to bring more young people involved. So what we do is we partner with existing owners and we lease the racing rights to the horse. Right. We've spoken to them. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, that's, explain that. Let, let's stop there for a second. Right. So you're the vice president. Did you start this or were you hired by them? I was hired by them. Okay. And you go out and you're going to find so you would approach me a mm -hmm. uh, little red feather and say hey i really like that philly that you ran the other day is there a chance that we could buy five percent for the nexus racing club and the nexus racing club is comprised by young who? people so we don't buy any equity you don't so it's a straight lease agreement with the ownership rights so basically these kids anyone ages 18 to 30 buy pay 100 dollars, join the club they have to be 18 to 30 yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. pretty much. And, um, and how many people are in the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, you're this good. is interesting. I think we're up to about 80 members. Yeah. So just around the country, we had a horse run yesterday, Corot in the um, Better Talk Now stakes at Saratoga. So we have probably about eight or nine horses now, and we do tons of like conference calls and stuff to same thing, get people more knowledgeable about like, we'll have Tom Ryan on tomorrow actually. Oh, um, so just to get people to good networking opportunity. That's how I got my job in Australia was from Nexus. Now I'm going to, I want to talk <laughs> about that. Around, no, yeah. I know, but that's okay. Slow, slow down because <laughs> I, 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 now are you in a rush to go back? It's 1222. You no, good? no, we're good. Okay. Plenty of time. So let's talk about this because you, you, you joined Nexus racing club. Mm -hmm. They're bringing young people in the game, which is exactly what we need. Right. Now you're going to Australia. Mm -hmm. When are you leaving? And what is this job? And <laughs> slow, slow it down. It's just, just, okay. we're just talking. You're right. Yeah. Um, September 22nd is when I'm leaving. That's soon. Yes. And what is the Very job? Soon. So I'm working for Kieran Marr. He's a trainer down there. In Kieran, Kieran Marr. Kieran Marr. Yes. Yes. And what will you be doing? Um, so they have a syndicate company. So in Australia, their syndicate companies are often attached to a trainer more, right. than, more so than just a separate thing. Okay. Um, so I am helping them pick out horses at sales, helping them sell to the clients, client relations, taking them to see their horses in the morning, um, helping their website, getting updates from the trainer to give to the partners, all sorts of things. It's kind of a little bit of everything. Which That's I'm exciting. Excited now, about. have you been to Australia? Yes, I have twice. Um, I studied abroad there last year. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, what haven't you done? <laughs> I don't know. So how long is this job for? Is this kind of a permanent thing? Because we will nope. miss you around here. <laughs> well, this is not okay. Holiday work visa. You can't stay forever. Okay, but, so how um, long do you go for? Six months. Six months, yes, and yes. that's your gig, and they're just at that point going to be like, okay, see you later, Hannah. It depends at the end, so you can stay for a year, but the the weird the visa is you have to switch job locations after six months. So basically, I'll go six months and then figure out what my next step is there. So let's say it works out great uh -huh. and it's it's fantastic in Australia, but you're ready right. to come back to the states. Like, what is your 
what is your goal in this game? Well, if you can do anything, forget mm-hmm. about your dad, forget about Australia. Forget yep. if, if Hannah, you said, I'm going to do something in horse racing. What is it? I think I'd want to buy horses and put together small racing partnerships and then be like managing partner of that. So basically you want to be me. Yes. I want to be you. <laughs> A hundred percent. See that everybody? I'm not so bad of a role model. All you people out here who who say I'm not a good role model, Hannah wants to. <laughs> Hannah can do anything, and she you just heard wants it here to. Be. First. There you go. Um, that, that's cool. Now, yeah. have you, all right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. What would you name it? I don't know. Thought of that. You're not a brander. Come on. I you're guess not, not. I mean, do you have silks? Um, my dad has silks, but no, we need a partnership silks. Well, I mean, I'm taking it one step at a okay, time Okay, but here. if you, okay, so what are your dad's silks? Because I haven't seen They're those. cool. My sister and I designed them. What are they? They're um, black, and then they have red hoop, and then there's like a M here, and then okay. gray outline, and then a Mustang on the back, SMU Mustang. Both my parents went there. For oh, really? Me and, my page, me and my sister Paige both went to Cal Poly. It's also in the Mustang. So, so you're big in the Mustang. It all Mustangs. ties in. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Okay, yeah. so, but I like that. So, okay, so let's. Let's start talking about this. And I'm sorry, uh-huh. I'm putting you on the spot. So oh, you come good. back and you want to do a racing partnership. How do you start? Great question. I mean, that's kind of the thing also is that it's so expensive. What's expensive? Buying racehorses. Yes. Yes. Correct. So, I mean, finding a way to make it more affordable for people, I think, is important. And mm-hmm. in Australia, they do a great job of that. Of course. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Really and they have syndicates that are like with a thousand Huge. people. Oh, right? yeah. And they have just so many people own racehorses there. Like. Right. I, my roommate, for instance, I met her online, person I'm living with. I'm like, I'm working at Caulfield Racetrack. She's like, oh, my dad owns a horse. Just, <laughs> well, it's just right. normal there. It's, right. It's not like here where it's something no. kind of special. It's and it, there it's like, we it's just, just do cult, it. It's their right. culture. Right. So I'm excited to see like how they set up their syndicates and how that all works there. Right. But the thing you're going to have to learn is it's different here only because of SEC rules. So mm. you need to have, you need to get someone involved that actually understands the how the SEC works here and bringing people in and For selling sure. shares because it is, it is, it is dangerous. Different. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's not, you can only have, I don't, I don't even know the rules anymore. I think it's like 30 people unless you're doing the crowdfunding, which we've done. Oh yeah. The, the equity oh, yeah, crowdfunding. We have 175 people in that wow. partnership, which is, yeah, which is neat. But, um, but the regular ones, I don't think you can, I don't know. I need to look up oh. the rules. That's why I have Gary. Right. Yeah, that's he does Second. he does all the legal stuff and I do all the talking. <laughs> that's so it's, great. It's yeah, a perfect, everyone needs perfect relationship. Yes. For sure. But I think that's really neat. So yeah. I, um what else? What am I missing? Mm. Are you playing volleyball? See. No. How's the foot? Fine now. So yeah. You're not playing any volleyball, no beach volleyball with some of the cronies out here that all the race trackers that play <laughs> on Tuesdays. Trackers? Yeah. Not really. I, my shoulder doesn't really work anymore what for happened? hitting. Uh I played club the next year and then that something tore in there or something. But. Oh good. Just my body's my body's done. But look at like at the time, I was so disappointed that all those injuries happened. But now, like I wouldn't be where I was now if I right. didn't have that. So all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Okay. All right, so you start your racing club, and we're calling it the uh, Hannah Banana Racing Club. Got it. And uh, you buy your first horse, mm-hmm. and it's a you go to a two year old sale, okay. and you buy a two year old filly, and you she costs she's buy more than ready, and she oh. costs a hundred grand. Okay. Who's gonna train it? Well, more than riders are kind of turfy. Yes. So I go Phil D'Amato. Okay. Phil, you heard it here. Phil D'Amato <laughs> first. He's he is excellent with those He's turf great. horses. We've yeah. quite the horses still now. What do you think? What do you think Phil you talked a little bit about Baffert's style? Mm-hmm. What do you think Phil's kind of style is as far as why he might be successful? 
Um, I mean, same thing there too. It's just very professional, well run. He always knows if you ask him, Hey, what's this horse doing? He knows exactly what's going on with it. Right. I think he's good at he's caught injuries to our horses very early. We had um, you know, Sappho, the mm-hmm. one eye. Yeah. So we've had a lot of bad luck there. But um he just yeah, great trainer. It's funny you say that because people always ask me what the trainer what's the most important thing about the trainer. And I mm-hmm. always say it's the, the ability to spot a small problem right. before it becomes a big problem. Yeah. You've, that's true. you've been through that. Oh yeah. There's but we've had so many horses with issues, obviously. It's just it's part of the game. You know, horses are going to get hurt. They're really fragile animals. So um, for a trainer to spot that, like just shows they're a good horseman and they right. care about their horses and they're keeping you in the loop also. Right. He's a good communicator too. Really Very good, good communicator. communicator. And I think it's interesting. Another thing that, and we talked a little bit, I keep bringing it back to kind of this budgetary thing because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really understand how much it costs. And we had yeah. a guy on about a month ago that did a whole breakdown of like every cost of the racehorse, okay. which is really cool. And it was kind of back east. But are you aware going in and, and do you sit with your dad and go through some of the bills and stuff I like pay that the bills. you pay the bills yes with with his money but yes I <laughs> pay the bills. <laughs> now no yeah. you said you have a sister you have a sister. sister is she involved in the racing at all um no but she'll be there on the big races she's she is. one is where she older she, or younger younger she's oh, a sophomore in college now she likes to get dressed up bring her friends which is great i mean that's yeah part of it too so she i think is learning more and she's liking it more but it's definitely me and my dad's thing not my mom or sister and no brothers <laughs> no brothers no just brothers. one sister so when you come to the track and you're coming more often obviously mm-hmm. and you're involved and you're going to say like right. would you like say to a couple of your friends you know tomorrow hey if you know if you guys aren't doing anything come by the sale and hang out and oh, yeah. have a beer and I have two are friends they, coming they are today, coming so, well, yeah. there you go i think that's important too is bringing people like new people to the track sale morning workouts i brought someone to there the other day and they, everyone loves it. Oh, everyone has a great time. They yeah. just don't know about it or know it's possible to even go watch workouts in the morning. Right. You know, so I don't know if that's a marketing thing on first horse racing's part. Or I, just, don't, uh, I don't know what that is, but yeah, it is because we get so much bad publicity, you know. Yes. And and nowadays with the news cycles and fake news, real news, you right. know, people only want to talk about breakdowns and they mm-hmm. want to talk about jockeys getting hurt and they don't want to talk about the beauty and the majesty or a, or a story like Accelerate or the story right. of fashion business or the story of Sappho, mm-hmm. you know, who has made it back from losing her eye. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's good stories out there, but it, people want to see the bad stories. I I, I, know. I, I, have, I have this idea that I want to do a, a new show that's just, it's called Good News. Love it. Yeah. But they have it on Instagram, like one of those good news things that I follow. Because I'm a positive person. Right. I don't want to read about all the bad stuff. Like bad things happen all the time, but focus on the other things. Hannah, you've been an amazing co-host and guest. And before we let you go, though, I want to do two things. Number one, give some advice to people who are out there who are thinking about getting into the business. If you could tell them one thing, just one thing that you think is the most important thing to start to think about before they jump in, what would it be? I think get surrounded with good people is really important. Good trainers, other people to learn from and don't just jump in with both feet. You know, you got to take it slow in the beginning. because otherwise it is overwhelming. Like it, it's expensive, obviously um, expensive sport. But if you just take it slow and kind of learn as much as you can early is like really important. It's good advice. That's good mm-hmm. advice. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up this weekend. We have some big races here at Del Mar that you're yes. going to be a part of. Uh, the grade one Del Mar debutante is coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mother, mother, mm-hmm. Brill, I imagine. Who else is Brilson. going in there? Um, I think Bellafina. Bellafina for yeah. Simon Callahan. That filly is a beast. She's a beast. I know. It's going to be a tough race. Yeah. And tell us about, so real quick, mother, mother, your involvement. How did that happen with my man, George Bolton, George who's Bolton. also been on the show? He loves coming on the oh, show. Great. Yeah. yeah. So how did that happen with you and your, with George and your dad? 
So we met George through uh, one of the consigners. There's a horse we liked at Barrett's, ended up selling for more than our budget, but then George wanted to put a partnership together. So we kind of got connected with him that way. And then he's just, you know, known him since. And um, he went to that sale. Which, I, uh, which sale? Keeneland, was it? Is the Keeneland sale. Yes. Okay. Um, that was last September. Right. And um, I always look at the horses, you know, as much as I can if I'm not not there. So for the books one and two, they put walking videos and like confirmation pictures sure. for every horse. So I go through and like which ones would I bid on and how much I think they would have gone for if I had You money. spend the time and do all that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another piece of advice, too, is like if you want to get into bloodstock is like just even if you don't have money, pretend you do. Like And, and, and learn and try to make yeah. predictions. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Exactly. That's something that we haven't talked about, but that's a good idea. So yeah. then he called you and said. So, yes, yeah, so then I um, went through the sale and I picked five horses from book one that I really liked and that I thought was like a good value for what they were. And then I saw George Bolton bought one of them. I was like, that's awesome. Like, good for him. We get to see the horse and stuff. And then a couple of days later, he calls my dad and is like, hey, like this horse bought it. If you want to buy in, let me know. Did you think about calling George or did um, he just randomly call just, you? I didn't even know he does partnerships <laughs> that much. I thought like you know, yeah, the more cool expensive guy. horses that yeah. he would want, he would just keep it on his own. So, um, yeah, no, he just called my dad. That's and amazing. Then, were um, you just going? Were you were just going crazy when you found out? Well, yes. How did, but also, I was like, "That's the most we've ever spent on horse." So right. I was like, "Like, it was four hundred and fifty thousand was the purchase price." Right. Okay. We, we don't need to know how yeah. much you you guys own of the horse. Right. That's okay. So I was like, "Dad, like, if, if it helps at all, here's my notes on the horse. Like, I think it's really a great horse, but like, I'm not going to press you because that is a lot of money. So I understand." And who's she by? Um, she's a Pioneer of the Nile. Right. Out of a Lionhearted mare, half to commanding curve, who got second in the Derby. I know who she is for West Point. Point, yep. Yeah, good all mm-hmm. uh, and circle. Pioneer of the Nile full with circle. Midnight Storm. Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, so how did she get the name Mother Mother? Um, so Bob went out to see her at Stone Street, and George called him and was like, How's Mother doing? Just because that's the damn same as Mother. And he's like, right. That is a Mother Mother. And then George was like, <laughs> George was like, Oh, I love it. I'll name it Mother Mother, one for your mom, one for mine. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so really that's cool. Well, Drayden Van Dyke will be aboard. He's having a I great I believe mate. it's Joe Talamo. Oh, no, Talamo's. I believe it's oh, Joe Talamo. Who's, who's, that's Oh, that's right. I did read that. Yeah. Talamo. Okay. Well, we love Talamo. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. We also have the uh, grade two John C. Maybe stakes. Sunday, we have the Del Mar Derby, which is oh. always a great race. Yes. You got anybody in there? Nope. All right. All do right. you? I do. Who do you got? And Dash with Phil. Okay. Yeah. He's a sneaky long shot, guys, if you're out there. Uh, <laughs> and Monday is another great race. It's the grade one Del Mar Futurity, yeah. which is going to feature what? Instagram and, and Roadster. You've seen Roadster up close and personal. Yeah, I heard he is just a a, he's just awesome. But so is Instagram. It's so going to be awesome. Be I got the chills. Race. I know. See, you're. it's so nice because you're like me. Like she walked in and I was watching <laughs> old replays of the Pacific Classic and she didn't say like which one. She just sat down and started watching. Um, <laughs> Doesn't matter. No. At the spa, we have Saturday. We have a Four graded stakes races, the grade three Glen Falls, the grade three Saranac, the grade one Spinaway, which is their version of the debutante, uh-huh. and the grade one Woodward, which always is a great race. On Sunday, of the grade two Prioress, which is, the, I think, the return of Dream Tree is, is yes. she's coming yeah, back she in that race. And then Monday's the grade two Bernard Baruch on the on the, on the the uh, turf, and the grade one Hopeful, which is their version of the Del Mar Futurity. Quite so this is going to be a big weekend, and this is kind of like the future star, yeah. right? This is I like who's going to run in the Derby, who can run in the Oaks, and, mm-hmm. and you're going to see the best that uh, that horse racing is. Hannah, I, I honestly I cannot thank you enough. You have been a fantastic guest. We <laughs> well, wish you, you the best. No, we wish you the best. And next time Michelle's out, don't think I'm not calling you. And I think we're going <laughs> to have our audience, in. guys. If you want Hannah uh, to replace Michelle, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Michelle. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can tweet us at own a horse. You can email me anything you want at uh, 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 Billy at littleredfeather.com. At L- what's my? I always forget my Twitter. At BK. What is it? 
At BKLRF, I think that's it. I never tweet. Oh, I never tweet. We're on Instagram. We're on all these social <laughs> media. I'm way too old for that kind of stuff. Hannah is not. Do you want to give out? What if someone wants to like contact you and get involved in your yeah. racing club? What, um, what should they do? Like Nexus. eventually or Nexus? Nexus. We got yeah. both. But Nexus Racing Club on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Um, and then my personal is Hannah Matheson. Hannah um, Matheson. Yeah. At, at Hannah Matheson. At Hannah Matheson. Okay. At M-A-T-H-I-E-S-E-N. S-E-N. That's Hannah Matheson. No, yeah. no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, good yeah. luck this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate and good luck it. at the sale. I'm going to yeah, come see. I'm going to come day. over there. I'm going to walk over there. I got, a, I got a couple of appointments. What time does it start? Two. Starts at two. Okay. Are you bidding on anything super early? Kind of. Kind of early. Dude, I might miss not it. I might not, early, might not be there until about 2.30, but I'm okay. definitely going to find you. Okay. Guys, we'll see. everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to our show. We are over a million downloads, which is incredible. Thanks to TaylorMade for sponsoring, and, and thanks for uh, to Delmar and Santa Anita and all you all you the guys who listen. I can't tell you how many emails we've been getting lately about uh, listeners to the show and, and that they appreciate the people that come on and tell their stories, and, and Hannah is just another one of the rising stars in this business, and, and we know from all of you, we wish her the best of luck. So much appreciated. We'll see you uh, next Tuesday is... Oh, wow. That Delmar, Delmar will be over and Saratoga. Yeah. So maybe wow. we'll do like a Delmar Saratoga recap this next Tuesday. And then we'll take a little time off before the start of Santa Anita, which is uh, towards the end of September. We'll probably take a couple weeks off. But much appreciated. We'll talk to you soon. Ronan, you can hit the music. Love all you guys. Take it easy. Have a great week. Have a great closing, Delmar and Saratoga. Adios. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.